Welcome to another inspirational message from Church on the Rock Pile. Thank you for listening. And if you would like more information, you can visit us at www.therockchurch.co.za. Hi, everyone. You know, it's always exciting to come into your homes. And as we've heard over the last couple of weeks, God rewards the people who seek after Him. And I believe that's you. You. That's why you're here online with us today. And in life, we will face many different battles, lots of battles, and we need to get used to that. Moral ones, mental, physical, spiritual ones. Sometimes the enemy is seen and many times he's unseen. So we have to make a decision that as followers of Jesus Christ, we were born for the storm. And we saw last week that we are commanded to be strong and courageous. Joshua 1.9 says this, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So you need to decide that, you know, we're not going to live afraid, but face our future with boldness and courage because Proverbs 28 verse 1 says, The wicked flee, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. You know, we are not just expecting God to protect us from everything all the time, but rather we look to Him to lead us into freedom. We will never have a life, I believe, of freedom that is free of battles that need to be fought. And so our success in life in every area is going to be primarily dependent upon our personal ability to deal with fear. And if you don't deal with it, listen to me, it will kill you. It will destroy your mind. It is a phenomenon that even psychologists can't seem to understand. Yet they conclude that fear is at the root of every negative emotion and it grips the mind. Now, God did not design us to live with a spirit of fear. 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. You know, when fear is present, a lot of crazy things can happen. Your mind and emotions don't function properly. And you begin to believe lies. Your imagination, which is designed for you to use with your faith, begins to ramp up and believe and see things that are actually not going to happen. And most of what people are afraid of is never going to happen. So what are you believing for now? If you're believing to be impacted for good today, say it like you mean it. My heart's open. My mind's ready. I won't be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Today is part two of No Fear. And I'm going to be talking about choosing faith instead of fear. The word on our wall, which is right here next to me right now, for this year is believe for it. But you know what? Throughout every day of the week, you have to choose to either believe what God has said and that God is in control, that he is taking care of us and that good things are in store for us or go around stressed, worried, expecting the worst, you know, continually living with an undercurrent of fear and wondering if we're ever going to make it. And so through this season, people have been saying things like, you know, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. I'm afraid my marriage isn't going to last. Or I'm afraid my child is going to get mixed up with the wrong crowd. And now recently we're starting to hear things like, I'm afraid Putin will escalate and the war in Ukraine will start the third world war, you know, and it will be the end of life as we know it. 
So many don't realize that they are choosing fear instead of faith. Now, fear and faith has something in common. They really do. They both ask us to believe something is going to happen that we cannot see. So fear says, believe the negative. No, real or imagined. That pain in your chest, that's the same thing your father died of. You're probably the end and, and die the same way. Faith says, that sickness is not permanent. It's only temporary. You know, fear comes along and says, you know, business is slow. You are going down. Faith says, God will supply all my needs. Fear says, you know, you've been through too much and you will never, ever be happy again. And faith says, you know what? My best days are still ahead of me. And here's the key. What we meditate on, what we think about is what will take root. If we go around all day thinking about that fear and we let it replay again and again in our head, it can become a reality. And that's what Job said in Job 3 verse 25. The thing I feared came upon me. And right now I'm receiving treatment for cancer, which through God's grace has been very successful so far. But you can't watch a TV program these days where somebody isn't or hasn't died of cancer. It's kind of in every kind of storyline, like something said in the background. And fear will come and whisper to me, you know. I have to consistently switch off to faith and say, God, you said that your favor will last for a time. God, you said goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. That's choosing faith instead of fear. When I was initially diagnosed and told it had spread through my pelvic area, you know, I had a PET, a PET scan, which also picked up a potential something in one of my ribs. My mind was bombarded with negativity. You know, at times I would be attacked and the thought would come into my mind, you know, are you going to get over this cancer? You know, what if it doesn't work? And it would try and tell me, you know, well, you better start making plans just in case there's defeat ahead of you. And that's how fear is. It will try and dominate you and your thought life if you allow it. And it will keep you awake at night. It will steal your joy. It will take your enthusiasm. Yes, I was tempted to be afraid to walk around with a little dark cloud following me. But I preached enough messages to know that if I kept worrying about it, that my worry would allow that to come to pass. And God said to me, as he had many times before, if you will just trust me and use the same energy to believe instead of worry, believing that I will turn it around and cause all things to work out to your advantage, I will. So I've learned that worry, uh, fear, wrong thinking is not just a bad habit. It actually, listen to me, allows the negative to come to pass. It allows the negative to come to pass. So whenever I was tempted to get discouraged, I used that as a reminder to thank God that he had come through in the past, that he was in control now, that he would be in control in the future. And I would thank him that he was fighting my battles for me. Three weeks ago, I had blood tests and my cancer count couldn't have been lower. My oncologist never imagined it would be so good. And his words to me were, I am ecstatic. It was like God just put an exclamation mark on it. And I walked out of there 10 feet tall. And God saw it, said to me clearly, I, I just, Mark, you could have wasted all your time in fear. But I hadn't. 
I had believed and God had brought me through. We are living in a world that markets fear, especially over the past two years, to get us to conform to a certain way of thinking, rightly or not. People today are just full of fear, worried about the economy, their health, their children, worried about their jobs, you know, about the end of the world, and even nuclear obliteration is back on the table. But God is saying to us the same thing. He spoke into my spirit. Don't use your energy to worry. Use your energy to believe. It takes the same amount of energy to believe as it does to worry. It's just as easy to say, God will supply all my needs as it is to say, I'm never going to make it or I'm going to live a long, healthy life rather than I don't think I'll ever get well. No. People say to me, Mark, I'm just terrified. Mark, I, I, I can't take the news anymore. And look, I do understand that. They are concerned and it may be totally valid, but you can't go around meditating on it, expecting the worst, expecting to have a bad year. When you do that, you are using your faith in reverse instead of, you know, constantly worrying. Just say, God, my life is in your hands. I give you my life. On my phone, I have a list of statements, and they are positive statements from God's word. In fact, I just came from hospital where I gave this list to a man in ICU to encourage him because I use it and I, and I read it, and I still do, to think about the goodness of God. And it helps me know that God is guiding and directing my steps. I'm not expecting defeat or failure. I'm believing to have a blessed year. I'm expecting to go over and not under. And you might say, Mark, what if, what if I do that and, and it doesn't happen? Well, what if you do it and it does happen? You know, even if you get retrenched, it doesn't mean you have to get discouraged. Why not stay in faith, believing that when one door closes, God opens another one. And I believe if you walk with your God and keep the right attitude, he will give you a better job with better benefits, making better money. Let me ask you, are you using your energy to believe or are you using your energy to worry and be filled with fear? Are you expecting God's favor or are you expecting to just try and survive? Jesus said in Matthew 9, verse 29, paraphrase, have what your faith expects. That's what Jesus said to him. Have what your faith expects. I'm amazed at how people try and put things on you. You know, when your baby is born, they say to you, oh, your baby's so cute, you know, but wait until they're two years old. Oh, you're going to face the terrible twos. No. Jan and I were expectant for the terrific twos that were there. You know, then they say, oh, yeah, wait until they become teenagers. Oh, then they become rebellious. Uh, and then it's, oh, wait until they're 18, you know, and they become independent and go out and just do their own thing. And, oh, and, and when they hit their 40s, oh, shut up. Stop allowing people to talk you into settling for mediocrity. Don't allow them to activate your fear. No, activate your faith. Speak life into the situation. I never, ever expected my boys to cause us problems. My expectation and the promise of God was for them to excel. And I believe your children will rise to the level of your expectation. Did you hear me? Your children will rise to the level of your expectation. 
Too many people are going around expecting the worst. We have to change our expectations. It should be, I'm a child of the king. I'm believing and expecting to have my best year ever. I'm expecting God to be able to prosper me even in the desert. And I'm trusting for, you know, every negative situation in my life to turn around. If you are going to be, and all of us, any of us, if you out there are going to be a people of faith, that stay in faith, we have to be careful who our friends are. Did you hear me? We have to be careful who we associate with because fear is contagious. Did you hear me? Fear is contagious. Worry and negativity are contagious. I just have to know who you've been connecting with and I will know your spirit. We can catch people's emotions just like we can catch a cold. This is a study that was done. This is a true story. There was a study done where they gave a group of people a mild electric shock and measured their brain waves from the time they heard that they were going to get the shock to the time it was over. What is interesting is that they had a second group of people in the same room that were just there to watch the first group. And they measured their brain waves as well. And even though they were not getting the shock, they experienced the same fear as the people that got it. The researchers conclude, concluded that just seeing other people's fear is enough to make us afraid. If your friends always have an underlying report of doom and gloom and are constantly talking about conspiracy theories and how bad it is and how the world is not going to make it and how your church isn't spiritual enough and, and the vaccine isn't good enough, etc., etc., let me give you some good advice. Are you listening? Find some new friends. Their fear or negativity, which leads to worry and discouragement, is contagious. If you hang with them long enough, no matter how much you praise the Lord, praise Jesus, there is a good chance you're going to catch what they have. Now, I know you love your friends. And as I said a couple of weeks ago, you don't have to be rude. Don't go to them and say, Mark told me, you know, you're contagious and I'm going to stay away from you from now on. No, be more tactful than that, please. And whatever you do, when you speak to them, don't even mention my name at all, okay? You can still be kind and respectable, but gradually pull away and don't spend as much time with them. I will not hang with people who are negative about my church, my friends, my family, my country, whatever. And listen to me, I don't hang with people who hang with people who are negative about my church, friends, family, country, etc. I'm telling you this, why? Because it could save your life. Now, maybe it's a co-worker and you don't have a choice. Or maybe you're married to them. Don't look left or right now if it is, you know, if that's the case. But if that is the case, you need to believe for God to give you the grace to overcome. When you're not around them, take in heavy doses of faith and hope and fill your mind with victory. You know, when I was in advertising, I worked with a guy that was Richard. He was an awesome guy, good friend. But on certain days, we would play a trick on him. When he arrived at work, we'd all say to him at different times, man, you're looking bad. Are you feeling all right? And as he moved around the office, different people would say, have you got a fever? You're looking a bit pale today. And he would start by saying, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm okay. But by 10 a.m., he would have loosened his tie a little bit and whew, he was feeling a bit hot. 
And by midday, he had gone home feeling sick. And we would all high-five ourselves and think it was very, very funny. But that is the power of suggestion. If we don't guard our minds and be careful about what we allow in, we can be talked into a whole lot of things. If you get up in the morning and the first thing you do is turn on CNN or read the news and, and then drive to work listening to more doom and gloom, you know, then sit with people at lunch and they talk about how bad the economy is and the world and the virus and the jobs going nowhere and, and, and how bad the church is and, and how long till Putin fires nukes and biological weapons, you will be talked into living a defeated life. But like my friend Richard, there's nothing wrong with you or your life. Just because they say it doesn't mean it's true. Just because a so-called expert predicts it doesn't mean we have to swallow it or live our lives by it. Have you ever, ever thought that the experts could be wrong? Why not rather say, I know what is happening and what is being said in the world around me. But I also know that no matter what, God is on the throne. This has not taken him by surprise. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the Lord, my provider. I am now stronger than ever. So don't give up on your dreams. You know, don't let fear take you to a place where you just try to survive. Don't let a report talk you out of your future. That's only one report. But I've got another one that says you are talented. You are blessed. You are prosperous. You are creative. You are well able to do what God has called you to do. I can't lie. I love the news. I enjoy knowing what's going on. I love surfing between the channels. I'm an expert with the remote. But I'm careful to recognize what's information and what is just doom and gloom. And you have to know that most news channels don't have news. They are just opinion channels. So I always ask myself, is this a fact? When they speak, is this a fact or an assumption that's based on the fact? Or is it speculation based on an assumption that was based on a fact? And actually, most news is nothing more than just speculation, which has nothing to do with the fact. Because bad news sells best. You've got to know that. You know, they put different headlines on it, but it's the same bad news repeated over and over again. And if you're not careful, you will get worn down and begin to believe and accept it as a fact when it is nothing more than speculation, only based on an assumption and fear comes and settles on you. You'll think, you know, it's all right to live in fear because it's happening to everybody. It's just a matter of time before the economy collapses, you know. It's just a matter of time before I get retrenched and, and lose my house. And it's just a matter of time until I also catch the virus. No! Don't do that. Turn it off. Keep your mind full with thoughts of victory. Listen to me. I've gone through so many health issues. I died twice. I was in ICU for six weeks. I had septicemia, gangrene, MRSA. I got pneumonia. Then I got cancer that spread out of my prostate into my pelvic area. I had robotic surgery, radiation, hormone therapy. Spent 10 days in hospital with COVID. And I've learned something. Listen to me. Just as you can be talked into having a bad day, you can be talked into having a great day. Yes, fear is contagious, but the good news is this, faith is also contagious. 
Victory is contagious. If I was having a bad day, all I needed was a visit from my wife, Jan, and I would feel faith rising up inside of me as she encouraged me and spoke to me. You know, when I had COVID, nobody was allowed to visit, and it was different. It was so difficult to rise above the sickness and the death around me. Fear and courage are contagious. Did you hear me? You know, Putin aimed his nuclear missiles at NATO, and NATO hesitated in fear. It became contagious. The president of Ukraine stepped up courageously. And when America came to him and said, we will fly you out of Ukraine to a safe place, he said, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. He displayed courage and faith, and it was contagious. An entire nation stepped up and said, we will face the enemy. I don't care what the enemy is. Even if we lose the battle, we will ultimately win the war. We will eventually be victorious. They gained their faith and courage from just one man who displayed it. Now, joy, joy is also contagious. That's why it's so important to be online because you need to connect with other people of faith and you need to do it on a regular basis. Even while I'm talking to you right now in this atmosphere, you are not catching a virus, you're not catching a cold, but you are catching healing. You're not catching defeat or negativity. You're catching victory and hope. You're being encouraged, being given courage for a bigger vision. And my prayer is that as I speak today, you will believe for God's favor. Now, with that, I want to warn you that at The Rock, we are contagious. Whether you realize it or not, as you engage with us, you are getting stronger. You are. You are getting more joyful, more peaceful, and your faith is increasing. When you get around people that are blessed, that are happy, uh, prosperous, and full of faith, they make you better. And I know that there are times when it's tough to be online. You know, you're tired. It's been a busy week and you don't feel like getting up and turning on the TV. You know, you've been discouraged maybe by the news headlines that you've been watching. But that's when you need it the most. That's when you need to do it more than ever. You need somebody speaking faith into you. You need to be around other believers who will lift up your spirit. 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. And sometimes what looms before us is the spirit of fear. It looks so big, so menacing and threatening, you know, that it distorts our perspective. But what you need to understand is that the spirit of fear is like fog that makes things look worse than they really are. Did you know that a dense fog that covers seven city blocks and is a hundred feet thick can be contained in less than one glass of water? Did you hear me? Yes. One glass. In other words, it looks big. It looks intimidating. But the fact is, there's really nothing to it. It's just a bunch of vapor that can fit in a glass. And when the spirit of fear comes against your mind saying, you're not going to make it, this sickness will, will be the end of you. Your marriage, your family uh, aren't going to stay together. You know, you can't cope with what's in your future. The world is on the brink of disaster, whatever it might be. You just look at that fear and you say, you know what? You look big. You sound very impressive. But I know better. You are just like fog. If you've ever flown, there are times when the plane takes off in fog. 
and you're not in the air for more than about 20 seconds when you look back down and as you look down you see that that patch that looked so full of fog is just a small pocket probably no more than half a square kilometer and what's interesting is that when you boarded the plane and saw it you thought the entire city was fogged in but it was just that tiny pocket and that's the way fear is the spirit of fear presents itself and looks much bigger than it is it looks more intimidating and it will tell you you will never get well that child of yours will never change your finances will keep getting worse and worse and you need to stop and look at that fear and say you know what you sound impressive you look tough but i know the truth there is nothing to you you may look permanent now but i know you are only temporary and yes things in my life may be a little dark and cloudy right now i can't see anything in my future but i've got inside information i know that the sun is still shining and it's just a matter of time until you fear you fog dissipate and it's going to be a beautiful and clear day this is just a temporary delay don't give in to that spirit of fear when you make the mistake of dwelling on those fears listen to me now listen to me they turn into imaginations our mind will eventually start playing out every worst case scenario just like watching a movie you know negative thoughts turn into negative imaginations and if you allow it a small fear can multiply and get blown way out of proportion for example you have a pain in your chest it's nothing what you actually have is indigestion you ate too fast and too much but the thought will come that's cancer your mother had it your granny had it now it's your turn and before long you'll start to see yourself in the hospital not being able to take care of your children you will see yourself at your own funeral now listen to me i'm challenging you to be courageous and not let negative pictures play on the movie screen on your mind it's there all the time playing change the channel if you're going to let your imagination run wild then let it run wild in the right direction put on the movie of you accomplishing your dream show yourself you know the scenes of you overcoming the obstacles in your life you know you have to do it by faith 2 Corinthians 5:7 says this for we live by faith not by sight i believe that many of you today would go to another new level if you would just be more disciplined in your thought life i just finished a series called solid ground and some of you need to go back to our archives and listen to that get it into your spirit four things you need to do to live on solid ground not shaken by every bad report that comes along I remember when we only had one morning and one evening meeting on a Sunday and I decided that we were going to start a second morning service but as soon as I announced it a few negative people told me they didn't think people would come one man wrote me a long letter telling me how it was not God's will for our church because I was dividing the congregation into two and God was dead against it duh he forgot that we already had two meetings one in the morning and one in the evening He hadn't worked that into his manipulating calculation and as I started having negative thoughts that you know what if nobody comes and and so the enemy worked overtime in my mind he said things like mark there's still time to go back to just one service 
And you know what I had to do? I had to do what I'm asking you to do. My imagination played negative images of an empty auditorium and I had to keep changing the channel. I remember walking into church early that Sunday and laying hands on all the chairs. I decided not to choose the fear channel and as I prayed in my mind, I started to see the auditorium fill up. I realized the negative letter and pictures of an empty room was just a fog trying to intimidate me. That Sunday, the first meeting was quite full and I thought to myself, oh Lord, everybody's come to the first service. But when that ended, people started streaming in for the second one. Half an hour later, there were as many people in the second meeting as there had been in the first. And we've had two meetings ever since then. What am I saying? Don't be talked into having a bad year. Be talked into having a great one. There's no enemy too powerful for our God. You may not see how it could happen, but don't use your energy to worry. Rather, just believe for it. God has brought you through in the past and he will bring you through in the future. I'm challenging you. Surround yourself with people of faith who speak victory. Be disciplined in your thought life. Choose faith over fear. And I declare that you will overcome every obstacle. You will defeat every enemy and you will see every dream and every promise that God has put in your heart come to pass. Do you receive this message today? Never forget, we are the end of fear. Us, the children of God, we are the end of fear. Why? Because he commanded us in Joshua 9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Wherever you go, you are not alone. Let's pray. You know, before I close, I want to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Maybe you've been too afraid to surrender to him, but today something has been placed within your spirit and you say, Mark, that's me. I don't have peace. I don't know God, but today I believe. Today I'm going to activate my faith. If that's you, would you pray this simple prayer with me right now? It goes like this. Pray after me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and my Savior. Amen, amen. If you prayed that simple prayer, we believe that you are now born again. I want to challenge you. Get into a good Bible-based church. You know, keep God first place in your life and He will take you places that you never ever dreamed that you could go. I also challenge you to be bold this coming week. Be courageous and invite. No, bring your friends, your enemy, your, your cousins and, and ancestors online with you. I know that they will be impacted by God's word. But until then, share hope, show kindness, and let's shine Jesus.